The Red Room Theater, episode 109. My Blue Haven. When Wilfer will call, and evening is night, I hurry to my blue heaven. You turn to the right, you find a little bright light that leads you to my blue heaven. Welcome to the Red Room Theater. We watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. We'll have a movie raise us right and raise us wrong. Today we talk about the movie, My Blue Heaven. How it taught us the philosophy of over-tipping and gave us a hatred of the suburbs. Yes, it did. Now before we jump into the movie... We've been gone for a good seven weeks. Man, I'm I'm a ghost. I'm dead. <laughs> and I died. What happened is my illustrious co-host, Antonio Marino. My what he brother, meant to say was his voluptuous co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I died. Um, he got the COVID and uh got it bad. So, dude, tell people have not had it. All right, listen, let me tell everybody that doesn't believe in this. F- you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. This climbed right into my chest. It took over, and it was the worst probably 10 days of like horrible, but it was like the worst 14 days ever. Um, I've only been one week cleared back at work, which I couldn't believe how much I loved going to work every day last week. After sitting in a one bedroom apartment by yourself without anybody to talk to uh, for two weeks, it was horrible. It was the worst. And I'd call him to talk. Uh, you couldn't even talk much because no, I just start coughing. Your 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 chest was so tight. You would just start coughing. Yeah, it climbed right in. It, it was it was one of those things where I took my test. This was my second time testing, and I took a test. But this time, like the last time, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this to, to be safe. This time, I was like, I'm I got it. I'm sick. I know I'm sick. You could just feel it, and um, it took over, um, especially at night when nobody was around because I lived by myself. So there was a lot of nights with the, um, okay, I'm probably not going to wake up tomorrow because it's, it's a freaky thing, and I didn't go to the hospital because I had an oxygen monitor. I had a couple different things there. That thing worked pretty good? It was awesome. Clip it on. So you could see and, that and, and, I uh, have enough air in my blood. And my good friend Weenie is a nurse at, her, at uh, Genesis. So he kind of told me what to, what numbers to look for, and if it drops below this, go to the hospital. But he also was like, but don't just go to the hospital unless you really think you need to go because if you go, you're going to be on a floor full of people that are sick as dogs, and they could be sicker than me, and I could be getting over it and go right back in and get sick, like just stay sick. So I stayed home, stuck it out. I got you know good friends. Uh, shout out to John Combs. For bringing me a bunch of food, Ernesto and Jesus both dropped doing Porsche deliveries. Weenie with the Porsche delivery. Dan Jenkins with the Porsche delivery. I mean, a lot of people taking care of me. Um, and I, I don't even know if I would have made it like as as easy if I wouldn't have had everybody. Because I mean, Weenie went as far as to drop off, you know, big old gallon of milk, cereal, you know, uh, things that I could eat that weren't real heavy on my body. Because it was, um, man, it was a long time before I could eat solid food. And then my first meal, shout out to my little brother. First meal, Jesus showed up, gloves, things over his ears, mask. I stayed in the in the living room. He made grilled cheese and fresh tomato soup, and then and bolted just so I could have a real meal. That was my first meal. So um, it was good grilled cheese. Wasn't it was it? amazing. Are you kidding me, dude? It was amazing. 
I asked him, that's what we were talking about Irish yeah. butter on Thanksgiving. So I'm like, how the hell did you make that grilled cheese, dude? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm alive. I'm good. You pulled a, you pulled a, a Jimmy. You're like, or you pulled a, you pulled a, the wolf. You're like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He gave the look like, Ugh. hey, lots of cream, lots of sugar. <laughs> He's like, how do you uh, take it? <laughs> <laughs> Pull the Winston Wolf. When, on when him, Wolf dude. takes a drink, he just looks at him. And just goes, He's like, dude, how many times have they referenced how good the coffee is? It's, it's like some serious gourmet shit. <laughs> I know how good my coffee is, Jules. I'm the one that buys it. <laughs> Let me tell you what about. It's not the cup, coffee in my cup. <laughs> that I'm worried about. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so Tony's been down his thro- his his chest uh, down and out in Beverly Hills. But he's getting back to work. I tell you what, I feel uh, I'm probably about ninety eight percent. That's great, man. So I'm I'm very lucky. I'm happy. Um, it's gonna be a while before I go around, around any big crowds. That's for sure. But um, I'm back. Let's do this. Okay. So it is the end of November. We beat our November deadline. Oh yeah, you guys will get it before November. I'm doing, I'm, I'm last tonight. day of November, last day of November is tomorrow, so we're yep, good. We got it, baby. So, my Blue Heaven released August seventeenth, nineteen ninety. We're ten years old. I'm ten years old. Dang, it came out in ninety. Had a seventy-one percent Rotten Tomatoes. Directed by Herbert Ross. Herbert Ross. Apparently, we like this guy. Didn't even know it. He also did The Secret of My Success. Michael J. Fox nice. classic. That's a good one. Did Undercover Blues. Love it. Where we first met Stanley Tucci. And Daniel, uh, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Dennis Quaid still ain't great. And I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. El- yeah, Tucci and Chappelle are p- thief partners. Chappelle's not he's his partner. The fir- he's the, remember, he gets knocked down and he looks up and he looks at him and he acts like he's still knocked out. <laughs> that was Chappelle, bro. <laughs> Ten guys with dogs and chains. <laughs> He's like, come on, man, let's go home. Spells like, let's go home. And Tucci goes, no, I want one more. <laughs> and then Quaid shows up and he's like, and there he is. <laughs> a big mistake. I heard it was one guy with a sweet little tiny baby. Yeah, sweet little tiny baby. <laughs> hey, tell me more, Tate. What the one that did that to you? Was it the guy? Oh, that sweet little tiny baby. <laughs> yeah, but then he smashes his face into a shot glass. Oh, my. That was brutal, dude. Oh, man, are we going off on a tangent? <laughs> so, so, uh, this movie, um, he did Undercover Boss, also did Undercover Brothers. No, Undercover Blues. Undercover, Blues. Undercover Boss. Sorry, Undercover Blues, but did, that's the show. Also did Footloose with Kevin like back Bacon. Back in the day? Footloose? The back in the day, Footloose. Dang, dude. Dude, Kevin, dude, dude uh, sneaking, uh, Kevin Bacon can dance, baby. Well, he's got something else working for him, too, if you've seen Wild Things. Jeez. Dude. He's feeding, too. I, I, all I got to say is... Bill Murray in that it still makes me laugh. He's the best when part of the he, movie. When they went, when they he got that fake neck brace on when he meets him. <laughs> <laughs> when she, when she uh, on, the, on the stand confesses, he just sits there like, "Oh, we won." Oh, it, she, <laughs> she loses her cool, dude. Oh, oh shout out to uh, Adam Vogel. Just had a birthday. We're talking about wild things right now. He told me. If you guys ever do wild things, you gotta have me on, man, because it's actually a really sweet movie. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I, there's a show I watch. This is for Vogel as well. The show we watch, uh, me and my kids called Gumball. The world, the world according to Gumball. The world of Gumball. It's a cartoon for kids. Stupid. We're watching it, and the kids are trying to determine the, the the point of life. What is what is, what is the uh, the best thing in life? Oh what? my god! And I'm watching this with my kids, and they ask their mom, and the mom gets all freaky. And she's like, "It's like um, to see your enemy doing before you." And hear the lamentations of the women. <laughs> and, and 
when you showed me, I was not expecting that. They did the full Conan. It line. was so funny. And I died laughing and no one knew why. It's, Dude, I sent him that meme of Conan sitting there on his... <laughs> and, and the, and the, the lamentations yeah. for him on his birthday. Yeah. Dude, oh, that the is lem- so him. And hear the lamentations, hear of, the lamentations women. of the women. <laughs> and then I, I'm so stupid, I'm like, what does lamentation mean? It's just they're crying and they're sad because you killed all their men. <laughs> but uh, this movie was written by Nora Ephron, who I really like. She wrote in Harry Met Sally, one of the great romantic okay, comedies. Wrote You've Got Mail, which nice. takes being a G, and also Sleepers in Seattle, which... That she didn't do IQ? I don't know if she wrote IQ, okay. but she wrote these three for sure. Now, the plot of this film, I'm going to go somewhere crazy. This, the plot of My Blue Heaven is a comedic sequel to Goodfellas. Now, stay with me here. And a Goodfellas. I hear you already. And a Goodfellas. I he- hear you. Henry Hill. When he gets the paper and you see his face, I'm with you. Okay, Henry Hill lives his whole he big hates life. hates his life now. And he, he, he rats on his own people, mm-hmm. rats on De Niro, rats on Paulie. And on and sneaking, um, he has to go to the suburbs and be a schnook. He says, yep. "I'm a schnook." He even says, "He goes, uh, he said I ordered uh, some uh, marinara, some spaghetti marinara, egg noodles, and ketchup. That's what he called it." Um, but imagine that. What, imagine seeing his life after the fact. That's my blue heaven. Yeah, it it's, really is. It's an Italian mobster, played by Steve Martin, who's in a witness protection program in, a, in the suburbs. The only thing he's known how to do his whole life is hustle. So he comes to the suburbs, and he doesn't know how to change. Uh, he doesn't know how to nine-to-five it like a regular person. So he brings his gangster life to the suburbs, and it's just a comedy. It's a funny movie. It's really funny. Um, and uh, that's the plot. The question is, the movie hold up? I say heck to the Dude, yes. it's so funny, dude. I la- and there's a lot of grown-up stuff in it. Like, when you get older and watch it, you're like, whoa. Dude, I laugh heartily the whole movie through. Yeah, he's great. And they- I can't believe this is Steve Martin. He's an Italian mobster, and he's great. Okay, I, I, I was going to this later. I'm going to get it right now. Steve Martin's hair in this. It's, it, it's that, great. It's so good, and that little, like, the yeah, flip the, in yep. the front. It's so, I'm like, I look at his hair. I'm like, man, his hair game is. And also, I love his shoes. His, I don't know how you clothes. do shoes like that. His outfits are insane. His, his, there's so much starch in his <laughs> t- uh, suits that they could stand up. Dude, he looks great in this he film. does and even just i know it's kind of like a bit but the way he talks it's an exaggerated italian yeah but he ne- he holds that line when him and his mom speaking italian to each other it's the best thing i've ever seen dude he holds the line the whole movie some people try to do something and they can't he holds that italian character yes, he, he never ever leaves that character the, it's, it's great the whole movie he holds that character and it is hilarious he is it's so good and there's so many lines from this movie that I that are part of my just fall out of my head randomly sometimes. Um, it's a vegetable. Like I say it like that. Vegetable. All yeah. the time because of this stinking movie. Dude, I love how she he eats that girl's last mint and Joan Cusack's like, give that to me. And he's looking at her like. So the cast is filmed, of course, with Steve Martin as, as Vincent Antonelli. He's the con man. He's the gangster. Uh, he's Todd Wilkinson coming to the small town and doesn't know. Literally, he gets there for, as soon as he gets there, He's causing trouble. Yeah. He, 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 he doesn't need the money. doesn't need a car. Yeah, he's got a car. He's got a paycheck. He's yep. got a house. He's got a house. And he can't sit still. He's got to go out and like run hustles. He doesn't know how steal cars, all this stuff he does. You have Rick Moranis, who plays the FBI agent. Um, Barney Cooper. Yeah, his whole job is to keep him safe until trial. Right. Deliver him to the trial, and then 
They don't care what happens to Martin. Now, Rick Moranis is a national treasure. Oh, my gosh, is he a national treasure. Dude, I have not watched a clip of him getting punched. I won't, because I'll fly to New York, and I'll <laughs> find the guy and beat his ass. They found the guy, and, I mean, who's the most hated guy? They dude, found him? They got he arrested, yeah. <gasps> I got to see this fool, dude, and I'm writing down that name. <laughs> Someday. And I'm, be- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the news, bro. Beating this dude down. You're going to be at some kind of mixer party someday. Yep. And someone's like, I'm so-and-so. Oh, why do I know that name? It's, you remember? It just like, and then the light's going to go off, and I'm going to be on the other side, and I'm going to walk straight to him. Blick, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you grab off the floor. That's for Mr. Moranis. Yep, that's for Barney <laughs> Coopersman, bitch. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> but Rick Moranis is in this, and he's fantastic. Great. Joan Cusack is Hannah Stubbs. She's so good in this. This might be my favorite role she's ever had. I don't know. She's pretty good in toys. Dude, she's pretty good in High Fidelity. She's really good in High Fidelity. But she's I, great in School of Rock, too, dude. <laughs> she's so good in that movie. In this, though, I think she's the most likable. Like The scene when they're... But she's just dancing by herself on the beach, and she's just having a good time. Yeah, you, I just the energy comes off from like it's great because it it's almost like the two her and Rick Moranis bring that out of each other, which is cool. I, I'm like I can see how you fall for this girl. Yeah, this in this moment you see how that she's so she gets past all that uptightness and she starts being carefree, enjoying life, and now you see how it, it's just she's that scene with her dancing by herself and just I'm like that's 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 a, seeing someone. Enjoy themselves freely without fear is an attractive quality. Yes, it is. It's like you're not afraid of me. You're not afraid of people. You're you're being yourself, and that's awesome. Um, she's great. You have Daniel Stern as the ex-husband. We'll get to Oof. that. So the opening of this movie is everyone's marriage is falling apart. It's great. You have three breakups in a row. Bam, mm-hmm. ba- or three bad lives in a row. Boom, boom, boom. And that's where you start. Start out with, uh, but um, of course, Steve Martin's. Um, Steve Martin's divorce is the is played for comedy, because she's like you'll find another wife. He goes, I know. Like he <laughs> it's like, and she is a not sweet girl. She, well, no, she got plucked out of her life because her man's a rat, dude. She hates the suburbs. Oh yeah, she wants what? She probably wants an apartment in New York. She wants a city life, and uh, she leaves because she wants to be in New York. So he's by himself. Then you go to Barney, and Barney's breakup. Is brutal. Sad. It's, it's brutal. sad. His wife is a sports psychologist for the uh, Padres. Yes, and she, her relief pitcher guy gave up. What lost? They were up by eight. He comes in, yeah. loses the game for him, dude. Uh, the announcer's like, "Could have happened to anybody." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going down to the minors, and Rick Moranis is literally—he's he's being a good dude to him, man. He's like, "Oh man, I hate you. What happened to you?" Trying to just really encourage yeah. the guy. His wife comes. Up, she's like, "I'm going to talk to you." He's like, why would you go to Wichita? Why would you go to Wichita for? And the guy stands next to her like a, just a schmo Like face. a purse holder, dude. Like, I'm, we're together. And uh, he's like, you're with him? How old are you? He's like, 26. Um, but she says, you're boring. Yep. I mean, same day every week, you have a, a process where you uh, put, the, you have a process for pancakes. Um, and well, what? Because I want the buttered pancake to have just as much syrup as the top. First of all, <laughs> I've been trying to figure First that out. First of all, there's no... Listen, that's not happening. Listen, I've tried to solve, figure out how he did this for years. I've, I've, I've gone to Leo's... You're not Tony. a boring guy, dude. You're not going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, how do you get the syrup to be equal? I just pour so much on it when I cut them up. I just keep dipping in the plate. You know, I know people, and I'm not this guy. Some people I know pour no syrup on the pancakes. 
They pour it on like a separate plate and cut the pancake and take the dry pancake and dip it in the syrup and eat it. <laughs> I'm pissed. You've never seen this before? No. I saw it once. I'm but, say, I've seen it one time in person. I drown my pancakes. Are you kidding me? By the dude? end of the pancaking experience, they're mushy. And that's great. When I get done with pancakes, there's so much syrup. It's just, it's just so ridiculous that I got to just sit back, do the Al Bundy, put my hand in front of my pants. Oh. <laughs> the Al Bundy, dude. Um, now, so the plot. So Steve Martin's is a gangster. And so Rick Moranis, his wife leaves. And you see he's a boring guy. And you know what's crazy? As he goes to work, you see his life is boring. He lives in a, in a nice suburb community. Everything's clean. Everyone's nice. Dude, his buddy, he's like, one time I was I undercover. Got to drive a Beamer. <coughs> I got to drive a BMW. He's, and he just goes. Highlight of my life. <laughs> Dude, that's really sad. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Your highlight's such a small thing. But that's, that's, everyone's living these lives that are just these, these, this American suburban dream is kind of a boring life. Yeah, it sounds horrible. And so you, it's showing you that this life they're living isn't, it just blah. And uh, then you go to her and you see that she has troubles too. He's like the little title cards. My good, my new friend has troubles too. She's divorced. Her ex-husband is the classic. You think of like, how could ex-husband be an a-hole? This guy has a line that is like the a-hole ex-husband line of all reality. She asks him, you can't just come in here. You should knock before you come in the house. He goes, I'm going to knock you in my house. She goes, not your house. He goes, I'm not, I'm not live here. It's still my house. That is that's an, brutal. That's an a hole. He just line. walks right into her house, doesn't say anything, gets the kids. He's a jerk off. Dude. He calls that house his house, and she—that's not fair to her. Yeah. And some I, I've heard of these stories of, of ex husbands who say like, "Well, I'm paying the child support. That's that's I, I bought this kid those clothes, right?" Yep. And that's an a hole mentality to have. And he walks and he owns the place, and it keeps her. It just makes her life t- just terrible. Daniel Stern can drag into a great supporting role. Yeah, he pissed he me off, dude. Two scenes. He just he gets you to hate him in the first scene. Yep. Then takes his come up at the next scene. Yep. And it's and great. That, that's a character arc. It's, it's all you it's need. Great. It's great. So Moranis, boring guy, lonely. You have Joan uh, Joan Cusack who uh sneaking. Is she She's local PD, but she's like, local, up, local uh, DA. She's DA. She's DA. That's she's right. DA. Yep. So she's alone, raising two kids. Her ex-husband already got a new girl, and she's alone and kind of just kind of uptight a little bit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have much fun. She doesn't have much fun. No, nope. she just lives she's life. All work, all work, no play. All work and mom. That's tough, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. All you're right. All work and mom, and not a lot of room for playing with the kids. <sighs> so. It's just, it's just what it is. So the movie goes forward, and romance, dude, Steve Martin in this is a G and gets two girls in the, in the movie. Um, there's a line he says, and I, I hate that it makes me laugh every time. First of all, when he sees her in the grocery store, she doesn't, she sticks out too. Dude, she doesn't belong to this. She sticks out. It's like a sore thumb, dude. Um, and so Carol Kane. That's why he movie. knows he, he can get her right dude, now. He says to, and that's another thing about him that's good for Barney. His confidence is insane, and Barney does it. Dude, listen, Steve Martin at one point says he goes, "I mean, objectively, you're a better looking man than yeah, I. You am. might be a better looking man than me." <laughs> I, I call foul on that. Yeah, Steve Martin's a good looking man. 
Yeah, for sure. Moranis building his boy up, dude. Come I, on. I know what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, objectively, come on now. Come on now. He's thinking Rick Moranis can outshine Steve Martin as far as the Luke's He's got goes. a couple moments, though. Oh, he got a couple great moments. But no, you're right. Steve Martin, even though he's a mess of a, a, mess of a person, he's a gangster, he is going to bring life into this community. Yeah. His free spiritness is going to bring some joy to these uh, joyless people. He's like, he's like a crawl on son-in-law. <laughs> he moves in and everybody thinks he's an alien. <laughs> By the end, they're like, when are you coming back? They exactly. love him. Exactly. That movie still, it's, I can't believe how that movie is better than I thought it was. Son-in-law? Yeah. It's so good. And surprising heart. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, see, Martin's talking to Rick Moranis about he should give that girl a chance and date her. He's like, why don't you like her? He's like, he's not my type. I like mine a little more uh, dirty or something. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed. And when you see the kind of girl he likes, this is girl at the supermarket, and she does not belong. All the all the women just a certain way. Yeah, it's all it's like, pleasant, it's like yeah. Pleasantville. Yes. Then there's this lady in this like such booty cup. pants and heels, crazy heels for shopping. Yeah, you at the grocery store. She's and he sees out her. there looking for somebody, dude. He like a hawk just sees her and comes for her right away, dude. And it's great. It, it, he swoops right in, dude. dude. He's, you're right, the boldness, the confidence, drops a line, and after the one line, she's his. She melts after the one line. It's unbelievable. Like, nobody in this town would ever talk to her like that, and the one guy that would comes up to her. That's why she's looking so good at the supermarket, dude. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I, I went to the laundromat today. I go to a Flint Town gangster stinking laundromat, and for some reason, I didn't have nothing going on today. Put on my nice shoes, nice jeans, got me a nice little shirt, had my hair done. I might have had my mask on, but my hair was looking so good. I was like, whatever, maybe she's here today. <laughs> That's how I feel like she was at the grocery store. Maybe he's shopping. Maybe maybe I run into the, the, the one today. <laughs> maybe I run into uh, the one from the Door Highway Trailer Park. <laughs> oh, shoot. But uh, it's, and this girl, the dirty hoochie's played by... Carol Kane. And she's the funniest. And she's great. She's, she's the funniest. He marries her, and she's just a flighty airhead. He loves it. He loves it, dude. Um, but then later on in the movie, he gets a cop to fall in love with them. Yeah, he's a, he's a hoochie. He's a, dude, all I know is when he goes in for the kiss, he like swallows her face, dude. Which one? The, the cop? cop. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. That's crazy. <laughs> Are you going to say the line or what? Which oh dude you say the lie I'm terrible at lines. Well she's in the frozen food section. It's great. And he walks up to her and says, "It's dangerous for you to be shopping right here." And she's like, "Why?" And he says, "Cause you could melt all this stuff." And she's like, "Oh!" <laughs> Just like and literally falls into his arm. But then he says something else while they're walking away, and she like falls. Oh no, he again. goes. She's like, she's like, my name's so and so. He goes, my name's Todd Wilkinson. She's like, Todd, that's Italian for extra special. She's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what does she do with a dog, dude? Todd. But uh, stick it up. <laughs> so um, the movie goes for, and there's a lot of, dude, one of the lines I, I've always loved in this movie was uh, when Rick McManus says, capiche. And capiche. He's just like, are you trying to say capiche? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, don't. Hurts my ears when you say it. I've said that line 
You trying to say this? Well, don't. Like, I've done, and people, it, it's really offensive. Line. You know what line I love? What? From Lethal Weapon Three, when they're walking around on on their beat cops again because yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson messed up yep. again, and he's like, "Man, my feet are killing me," and Mel Gibson's like, "Your feet are killing me too." Well, how can my feet kill you? Because I got to hear your bitch about it all day. That's why. <laughs> it is so I remember that line. I remember that line. Dude. Um, okay, anyways. So, I love that line. I well, here's the... here. Okay. We got to touch on something. Steve Martin keeps getting in trouble locally. That's why he's got a relationship with the DA. Because right. she is... She wants to, to... She keeps busting She him. wants to arrest him because she keeps busting him. Rick Moranis swoops in because he's the FBI and says, Look, you can't do nothing. Because this guy has a huge trial. This is an FBI informant. Which trumps any jurisdiction you have. So every time she busts him doing something dumb, Rick Moranis swoops in and and tells her, "You got nothing." It's incredible how fast Martin can or how Vincent Antonelli can spin the lies. Oh my gosh! He tells these elaborate dude. He will think for one second and come right right out, and you're like, "Dude, I mean, I can't lie this good." He's like, "She's like, you know who's that car that belonged to?" That was the Reverend blah blah blah. And he's like of the Presbyterian Church of Freiburg. He's like, you think you know someone? <laughs> you want you want a Reverend? I could get you a Reverend five minutes. I could become a Reverend or something, dude. Dude, he he is a lion. It's he, awesome. His character's great. Moranis is great. There's a scene where they there's a couple scenes. Rick Moranis being with with uh, with Steve Martin, his confidence begins to build up, and you see him begin to open up when they go dancing. I'm not the a, best part is when they're dancing. He's dancing together. They're both it, dancing dude, together. Listen, that little sequence of them dancing. And that music is great. The merengue is great. It's great. And um, I'm not a great dancer. But you have rhythm. And, and you get out there and you move. That's all you and need. And the thing is, but if you let the music take you and you start yes. having a good time. Have fun. That's move. All you, that's all you got to do. Shuffle your feet, man. Just move. You don't got to be as good as, as you know Richard Gere on that stinking J-Lo movie. <laughs> But if you can move to the beat and have look like you're having fun, then a woman's gonna have a blast. Dude, guys don't like dancing. I love Kevin James and Hitch, his dancing. So good, dude. When she turns around, those are letting it go again, dude. He's like, did it. And then she comes back, she's like, uses his little the little tiny hands in front of him side to side, because Wilfred won't let him dance at all, dude. That movie's great, too. Hitch is really okay, good. Okay, let's talk about him running into all the mobsters in town. First of all, he's an idiot. I know. He goes to New York and wants to go live his life, even though he's ratting. No, no, out no, no, his- no. I'm talking about the mobsters in the Pleasantville. Oh, okay, okay. So that's why he starts getting in trouble all the time. He's already doing some stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he finds out the FBI has put a bunch of of ex gangsters in this area, same town, in the in the in the region, and uh, they have a big dinner. And they sneak in. Don't like, they go to like Denny's or something. They're it's, like, it's, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's a, it's like a Denny's family restaurant. Yeah, family restaurant. And uh, these guys, some of them were they thought they were dead. They're all rats. They're yep. all guys who had to deal with the government to come in. And uh, I love their attitude. Dude. They're just like uh, everything's so nice and everything. Everyone's so nice and everything's so clean. They hate it. They hate it. Um, and one guy with the food. And you know what? It's true. Like he said, he goes, he goes, he goes. I drove forty five minutes. Because someone told me there was a good marinara sauce at this place. He's like, and he goes, Psh, he laughs. Dude, we live in Mex- we live in uh, we live in Flint right now, and a lot of Mexicans have left this area. 
I have gone to oh, I've gone to probably ten to fifteen Mexican restaurants to find good Mexican food. I've not found, found great food here. What Mexican food? I've not found great for great beans or rice, dude. What? I haven't found it, dude. Let's go to mom's house. Listen, no one can listen. I can't find enchiladas like grandmas or moms. Hell no. I I because we're spoiled, dude, fool. He, um, Henry's mom made. Good enchiladas. Oh, oh, dude. Geez. Yeah, Henry's they mom's They reminded me insane. of grandma's. Yeah, Henry's mom's insane. But I go to restaurants, and they don't do it right. I'm like, how do you guys not do this right? Yeah. I've gone to so many places trying to find good Mexican food. I don't live in California or Texas anymore. I can't <coughs> find you. Texas, you can go to five or six places in Texas. Bro, you go to taco truck in Texas, and you're like, oh, my god, Dude, gosh. you go to ATB in Texas, and the tortillas <coughs> are They're fresh. Fluffy. Yeah, they're, they're thick. Someone makes them a piece of the H-E-B to yeah. sell at the store, and you get them in, like, it, they're ghetto H-E-B brand tortillas at the H-E-B, and they're better than any crap you can find in Michigan. And you walk down the pop aisle and get big red. What are we doing here? Tarantulas. True. True story. I'll stay right here. <laughs> I'll enjoy that shit on vacation. That's right. Um, Tarantulas. I can't, Ooh, I can't find good food. If you, if you know a Mexican restaurant in, in Stinkin' Flint area, I'll try it out. And I'll, I'll give it a fair shake. You probably already have, though. No, I've tried enchiladas at every place I've gone to, and no one's doing them right, dude. Man, They'll get the sucks. sauce right. The, the sauce is how you... That's because mom makes a whole bowl of the gravy the, to just slather off after. Dude, people do the gravy on. They do it. It's too red a lot of the time. Yeah. You got to get that ground beef gravy. We're, I'm telling you, it's, it's just because we're spoiled brats, dude. Our mom, our cooking, and the grandmas, and... The Arlene's the cooking's just insane. I there's a lot of great actors too in, in the in the in the mafia scene he meets. So good, dude. A lot of random small actors. The dude movies. that plays the chief on uh, Fr- Frighteners. Yes, he he's is. A hilarious. He's, he's the marinara great. guy. Yep, he's the marinara guy. Um, what is this? It's a popover. He's like, there's nothing in it. <laughs> he's like, but I got my check. They're like you still, you think you still get that check after after you. And you testify? Yeah. He like he thinks he's set for life. He's like, how do you get check for, how do you get the check for? He goes, forever. He goes, here's to forever. Yep. And, oh, that's and brutal. And all the guys laugh, dude. He's like, that's brutal, dude. And they become a crime syndicate. They start sneaking, hijacking stuff. Yep. And just selling, hijacking electronics trucks, dude. They're just selling crap like New York. But thinking, thinking about this, you, you can't do that in a suburb, dude. No. New York, there's what's going on. You can hide stuff in plain sight. You can't hide stuff in plain sight Another in thing they did, because he's a stinking... Quick thinker was they robbed a truck and it was empty water stinking bottles, like the huge ones for the coolers. So he said, okay. And he went around town and put slapped, you know, fundraiser stuff, fundraiser on stuff on him. Dude, he lo- was loading his car with, th- I mean, think of how many thousands of dollars. Uh, the, one of those full of changes. Dude, that's a lot of here's money. Here's the question. Is he actually raising money at the beginning of that? Or no. That a scam. I'm with no, you. No, he's So you're not. telling me Rick Moranis lies for him at the end of the movie. Of course he does, dude. Get the girl back. Yes. He doesn't, because he's a bad guy. If, if, if she thinks that Steve Martin is a crook the whole time, Rick Moranis is a bad guy. So Steve Martin. He's got to go along with it. Rolls. He's like, of course I knew about this for months. I just didn't want to spoil it. They're lying to their teeth. What? They both are, dude. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought for dude. real that he really meant the whole and time. And we also thought Total Recall was all recall. Or no, we thought it was real. Yeah. Whatever, dude. That I know that's a lie. I think you're right. Actually, again, I'm like, I think he's lying. Yeah, he's lying. 
He's a con yes, man, he dude. Is. Um, I never shot a gun before. <laughs> dude, at that he's just like, I lied. He just said, resolve that real quick. Nice action. Thanks. <laughs> but you said, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Martin, fantastic. Moranis is fantastic. We have a great... It's a it's Blue Metal Heaven. If you've not seen this movie, great music, great writing, great actors making this movie come alive. So you have a great cast. Of and only a ninety-five minute movie. Great, it's short and sweet. Sit down, enjoy the movie, get done. Life's a better thing. Great film. Um, now, so probably how can you support the show? Um, Money Lebowski. You can go to patreoncom tray. patreoncom tray. You can give a dollar a month to make the podcast go. Pay it's like a bills. dollar an hour. We're currently at $99 a month pledged. Jeez. One more dollar gets pledged, two and we episodes. go to two episodes of sinking two episodes a and month. Vogel, we got enough from you. Don't step up if another you, dollar. If you already give, don't, don't give, give more. more. I think we, Vogel gives $96 a month. <laughs> we, give, <laughs> we want you to give. We want a new $1 uh, donor. So if you want to give, I've got a donor. Give a dollar to my podcast go. Go to two a month. You just sound like you're speaking Hebrew. What'd you just say? My <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm sorry. So you also go to redrum.threadless.com to see our t-shirt store. We got a couple great uh, designs there. You can buy stuff Get a there. Stinking danger in a coffee mug while you're there. Or if you don't want to, you know, buy something or give on a monthly basis, you can just give a one-time gift on PayPal. One-time gift, fifteen, twenty thousand, and listen. Come if, on. If you do, if you hit the lotto and don't know what to do with the money, we do. <laughs> you take the money. Yeah. <laughs> you want the woman. I wouldn't give that advice. <laughs> She's like a flower. You can't force open the petals. You got to allow them to open themselves up to you. When do you think she's going to open herself up to you, El Guapo? Tonight. All right, we'll kill her. <laughs> dude. I love that movie. Oh, dude. That movie is great, man. Okay, so. Um, now, raise you know what? Four players? <laughs> no. Neither is El Guapo. So. Oh, my God. Dude, the, the girl in Three Amigos. Which one? Mm, the girl Steve Martin likes. Yes. Carmen. Yes. She's beautiful the way mom was beautiful. Yes. Just that 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 natural beauty, Holmes. That beautiful hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Raised us right. Steve Martin in this book. Raised by wolves. Good song. Um, people are still bitching about that free, the free U2 album they got. Shut up, you that idiots. That album was good. First of all, the album album was great. Second of all, how much stuff you got, you talk about something, now ads are flying at you. You can be pissed somebody to give you free music? Hey, Shut here, up. Here's the thing about ads. So tell me right now on ads. Oh. Okay. YouTube, I pay YouTube oh. like eight bucks, uh, oh. 99 a month. Have no, $9.99 a month for f- no ads. Because we watch a lot of YouTube, me and the kids do. Man. So listen, now they started. Used, used to used to be that YouTube would interrupt the video Oof. to show the ad that it go back to the video, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now the creators are putting ads in their video before they upload them. You can't so it's like you can't get around ads, man. Everyone's no, no. ads. You gotta go- skip ads, but you gotta watch one and a half. So brutal. Steve Martin says in the movie, I don't, I don't believe in tipping. I believe in over-tipping. I watched this when I was a kid. Before yes. I had money, 
and I don't know, it got his words got into my mind. And my whole life, I have been an over yes, tipper. 100%. Describe what over tipper means, Tony. Okay, what, what's over tipper? I'll tell you right now. So, there's a bar locally here, and all the bartenders, I love them, they're all great. And one night, I was paying my bill, and one of them said, were you ever a bartender? I said, no. She's like, the way you tip, you think you were. And I told her, I said, listen, I was at Kennedy's in Waterford one time. I used to go up there by myself, have some drinks, listen to the jukebox. And I was sitting there, and this girl gave this guy his bill, and he put some money down on the counter, and he says, is this enough? Those words will never come out of my mouth. You know what a good tip is, you cheap ass. And if you can't afford to sit there and, and give a good tip, don't go sit at a bar. I mean, don't, is this enough? What is she going to say? No. Of course she's going to say it's enough. Even if it's seventy-five, you you're tipping them. I want to tip enough to where they, that question is never even asked. Even never. Never thought of. So, tw- first of all, I start 30%. Start at 30%. At the bar or at restaurants too? Bar. Well, restaurants too, everywhere. Restaurants, I start at 20%. But, but especially if, yeah, I usually restaurants at 20 But if I'm at a bar and they're serving me and, you know, and they're, they're, they're bringing me drinks, they're bringing me, you know, they're, they're working their butts off, whether you think they are or not. They might be laughing and having fun talking to you and, you know, bringing you drinks, but that, they would rather not be there. So I'm going to start at 30% because I know, usually know their stories. They're going home, single mom, got a kid they're taking care of, kids got marching band. You know, kids got to get shoes for school. You know, my kid just had a kid. Damn, take care of both these mugs. Start at 30%. When I go to Leo's Coney I'm by myself, because you know, with a family, I do 20% because it's a bigger bill because yeah. I'm feeding four people. I go to my, uh, Leo's by myself and get the special, so it's like $6 breakfast. So you're only paying for two people. Oh! <laughs> hey, too bad. Six bucks? I'll drop a $10 bill on that. That's a 40% oh, for tip. Sure. I'm like, you, you can, you know, I'm here. I can enjoy myself. I get to eat in peace. You keep my water full. You don't give me a hard time. I want to take care of you. I'll throw a $10, you know, $10 tip on there. I, I have only, like, I see people, stiff people all the time. All the time. Someone leaves, you see, we just go, oh my gosh, you gave me no tip. And you feel bad for them. I got friends that do that. Dude, I, I, listen, here's the one thing I've been caught in before. So Adding. I go, I go with a church folk, a church family. They say, we want to pay, and they don't tip right. And I'm like, dang it. I have to let you pay because you're being nice, but you're tipping away. I don't like. You're cheapskating this That's person. That's why you throw cash down while you're acting like you're just grabbing your jacket. I, I, got, I, I need to carry cash for situations like that. That's the problem. Nobody carries cash, dude. It's, bru- it's brutal, dude. Um, over, I, I want to tip because I, I agree. I have worked. I worked the restaurant business for a lot of years, and restaurant business, you take a lot of crap from a lot of people. Don't get me started about the Concord Inn deliveries I used to do. Dude. No tip. Get you next time. What's next time, bitch? I ain't never seen you. You're at a hotel. Who are you? You're here. At least let me get a lap dance. I know you have a bachelor party going on. Dude. Sure. Crazy. Um, but I, this movie. On the dot. Like, give you the money. Like, the. Well, I exact worked, change. Well, I worked bro. delivery and all those carry Oh, out. you had a girl that you had to bring change There for. was a lady. Over in White Lake, across yeah. from the oh, Walmart. I know her well. In that, in that she always thought I was you. <laughs> I'd go there, and she'd count out the change yep. and give me exact. And I was like, you 
I'm not going to say nothing to you. But that's, that's why you grab that change and put it in her hand and say, here, no, you need it more than me. And leave. And you're like, sick, <laughs> Um, I have gone. That's like when you go to McDonald's and you order a 20 piece and they look at you and say, this feeds four. And you go, <laughs> 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 I, this feeds four me, fool. I have gone to um, uh, uh, deliveries and somebody throws a 10 on me and it makes my whole night better. And Absolutely. I, and I want to do that for people. I was in Chicago once with some friends. We went out. We went out to uh, Ed DeBevick's, this old restaurant where oh, they, they dog you. But they were mean to you, okay? So they were being mean to us. I hated I, that place. I left a $20 tip on a 50 No, what I, it was a $50 meal. And I $50 might have, meal? It was a lot of us there. It was like five or four of us. Oh. I might have. You know what I did? I think it was a $60 meal. I left $100. Cause I, was in, I was in a mood and I just dropped a hundo. And she's like, excuse me, is this correct? I'm I like, was in a mood. I mean, she was hot as hell. I mean, I was in a mood. <laughs> no, I just, we were, because I was being super over the top, and she was fighting me back. And the people I brought there had a great time. And it just, I, I thought, man, I was being, you know how I can get. I know. And she. I know, mister. Uh, I'll take Coke. Pepsi fine? Nope. Damn. <laughs> she literally stood me up. She's like, everybody, everybody. She's like, this man right here is a good man and a kind man. I want everyone to give my hands. Everyone cheers. And I was like embarrassed, but it was, she got me. You know, she, she you know, I loved it at the Bevix. But she's the same girl that worked at Bally's. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> but I love leaving a good tip places. If someone gives me great it service, it feels good to see somebody make, to make somebody's day. It's a great feeling to make someone's day. I have in my life, Given under ten percent, only a handful of times. Even if they suck, I won't do it because they're having a shitty day and they're probably dealing with a bunch of people. I gave someone ten percent once in Chicago. I was at Giordano's restaurant. They seated me behind a coat rack. They forgot we were there. It was me and one guy. They forgot we were there. I finally leaned over. I'm like, excuse, 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 excuse me. Um, we had a pizza order about an hour and a half ago. She went back, brought it out. It was cold. They they forgot. She forgot I was there and just just didn't bring us her pizza. Pizza had gotten cold while I was sitting there. You didn't send it back? We just boxed it up, took off, and I I it. don't think so. I Listen, I, I went to McDonald's in high school with Steve Brown, Moneybag Steve Brown, and me and Sean O'Dell got our, got our meals, and he got his too, and the fries were cold, and Steve literally took all the fries and put it on one tray and said, bring us th- three fresh fries when they're done. Like, we want fresh fries. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and we just sat on. They brought three fresh large fries, bro. Oh, like, my. He's like, I ain't eating that cold fry. Shoot. <sighs> like, I don't care if it's the last of you know, the fries left in that thing. <laughs> I don't have, I also, I don't send food back ever. I, I don't. No, because come, come, come back with a hot loogie. <laughs> I've had like at like Applebee's during like the all you can eat soup and salad. She's interested. I try a salad. If I don't like it, I can try a different salad. Yeah. I do that. But I'm not going to be like, man, this, this meal I ordered myself, I don't like. I ordered it. If I don't like it, that's my fault, not your fault. I don't like it. Well, it's almost gone. Well, <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, and all the people come back with a happy piece of lasagna. I don't like it. Like, you ate half the lasagna. You ate half the thinking meal. Well, I don't like it. And I was like, and you got it. You, can't. you ate all the meatballs. <laughs> Take the shit. <laughs> People suck, bro. We worked at all those. We know how people can be, dude. Dude, I, I worked as the dish crew manager at a college 
And the no students way. treated us like we were their personal slaves. Probably because most of them came from rich families. Dude, they treated us like we were dogs, dude. They would Because they knew you were working to pay your way through school. You were like uh, Brendan Fraser on school ties, dude. Dude, the people would take like a bowl you put cereal in, fill it with potatoes, and put a glass and suction it in the potatoes, and it'd come through, and I'd be like, try to un- and clean it out. Like, they were just jerks, dude. Wow. People put syrup on plates and put the cups in the syrup. Oh, my so they'd, like, get all hard and wouldn't get able to get out. People were jerks to us, dude. Uh, that, I wouldn't be able to handle it, dude. I'd be, keep, I'd be p- taking notes on names. Please. But, um, Steakin. <laughs> all right, let's go to Raises Wrong, dude. So I, over, I got, over tipping. I got an early morning for. Next, okay. For over t- so next is, oh, my, my Steakin. Right in front of your face. Now. This is a great scene. Probably the scene I've remembered my whole life. The maybe but scene I laugh at the most, I shouldn't laugh at at all. Steve Martin comes to this grocery store and everyone's being nice. He's Best like, scene. And a guy's walking by, I'm just like, have a nice day, sir. And he turns and just is like, F you. Like just he's like personally <laughs> he, offended. He doesn't want everybody to be so nice to him. No, he doesn't. Don't don't talk to me. I'm coming in here. I want to do I want to shop. Leave me alone. Let's all mean mug and not talk to each yes. other. It's, it's the New York way. And everyone's being nice and shiny. He can't handle it. He can't handle it. Dude, the F.U. bomb is the funniest thing I've ever seen, dude. And it is like a across the store F.U. to that kid, dude. dude a young uh, kid, too. And have a great day, sir. <laughs> it's so emphatic. It's so, dude, if I would an F.U. saved for a guy who, like, sneaking, like, called your mama a hoe. Like I mean, that is whoever a, threw that paper, your mom's a hoe. And listen, as a Christian pastor, I can't say that line, even though it's the funniest line in the world. Please don't act like you don't send me memes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's Ricky Spillers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good about what you send me because you know I'll run with it. Oh, I know. <laughs> How about that one I sent you, dude? I don't remember which one it was. The one we're posting. Oh, that was the cheated. He's so um. So listen, um. They're, they're in this place that's no fun. They're suburbs. He can't handle how everyone's nice and everyone's everything's so clean. And Which is why he started a crime syndicate and they took over. Dude, listen. I got I became a Christian when I was 14 years old. I was in public high school. And I, I listen, being around people that were crazy and me loving Jesus was easy for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. I love Jesus. The world's crazy. And I just live in it. That's because you just go home and the world's crazy. Right. When I went to Bible college, I went to Chicago. And I felt like I moved to this world where everyone was super saccharine sweet and nice. And everyone, like, was out jeezing one another. And you know what I did? I was like, F you. Yeah, I want to (laughs) do. Like, I literally started pushing against because I couldn't handle everyone being nice. So I became the jerk. I became the guy that made the place bad. You were bad, bad, dude. Dude, I was so... Dude, listen. I... I, I moved to Bible college and I didn't cuss, dude. I gave a cussing in high school. When I became a Christian, I stopped cussing. My sophomore year at Bible college, I didn't swear at all. And a guy comes into the sneaking um the lounge, the RA guy, the guy in charge of us. But the, but he, and some, he heard when someone was cussing on the floor, so he comes in with this jar and there's a literally like a word, S word, F word, you know. And how is it worth? One dollar, two dollar, three dollar, five dollar, whatever. He's like, this is a swear jar. If you swear, you swear, you got to put money in the swear jar. I look, and I'm like, am I an infant? Am I a little baby? You're, 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 you put a swear jar in my stinking... And I was so offended by that. You went and got cash? I took $5 a while, put it in there right in front... During the stinking floor meeting. 
I, I stood up, walked over, put five in, and was like, bam, 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 and walked out of the room. Oh, my God. Was everybody just jaw? Like, no one. Dude, one guy laughed. Everyone else was like, because we're in a Bible college, dude. Oh, my I God. I didn't give a rip. I was like, if you're going to try to stick and make me be a good person, I'm going to fight you. Like, you're don't, horrible. don't, don't try to make me. Yeah, don't, don't parent me. It, dude, exactly. I hate that, dude. Exactly. Which is why, listen, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm saying, I, listen, I wear my mask everywhere I go. I, I, go to, I go to Walmart, Home Depot, I go to church, I wear my mask. I want to be a good citizen. If they make a law saying you must wear a mask or else, I'll still do it. But I'm not. I'll, I'll be mad. You made a, a grumble under your breath. I will be grumbling <laughs> about it. I'm like, you know, like if you ask me nicely, I'll do okay, it. Okay, now you're being an infant, I, dude. I'm an infant. Okay, See, I'm saying I am this. too. Um, I, anyway, so go, 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 go to this, dude. The suburbs. I I didn't realize how much I'm a city guy till I moved back. I'm to not play. made for the suburbs either. Because like, the city, there's you can walk around. There's stuff happening. There's people yep. everywhere. Suburbs, you must drive everywhere first of all. So you can't walk to do anything. Everything is always cars. Mm-hmm. In the city, you can walk around and see people in the streets. It's great. I can walk to, I can run my bike to the farmer's market. The city, dude, it's, and the city's rowdy. And I like that too. Mm-hmm. She like, showed me her boobs and I like them too. <laughs> What's that from? Vicky Valancourt, dude. That's water boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Dude, I love her. She's the perfect amount of. What does Steve Martin say? He he's likes. Like, I like him a little uh, dirty. Yeah, she's the perfect amount of dirty, dude. 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 Holy cow! But um, <sighs> in church world, in the suburbs, everyone pretends they're all like pretends because I know most dude, of them. Everyone's for real. a wreck, but everyone pretends they're awesome. In this, in the city, nobody cares. We all suck. It's it's weird. Dude. We're all just like cheers to us, <laughs> dude. It's, Everyone's it kind of hangs out more. See you tomorrow, church. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was downtown. I should not tell the story, but I was downtown. I was at Churchill's. I was out in front, and this dude comes up to me, and I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling no pain. Probably wasn't wearing his winter jacket because I wasn't feeling nothing. You're invincible. And this dude comes up to me. He's a homeless guy from Carystown. <laughs> pastor, pastor, hey man. Is there any way I can get you know some money? My my social security ain't in yet. Blah, blah blah. I go, man. I'm not. I'm not the pastor, man. I'm not the pastor. That's my brother. Oh man, pastor, you really helped me. And, and, so I give him five dollars and I go. I better see you at church tomorrow, son. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. He would not let it go that I was the pastor, dude. dude I remember what I came. From, I was. Uh, I was. I met a guy. And I met a lady. She goes, she's a pastor. You're like the coolest pastor. She's like a young 20-something girl. She's like, you're like the coolest pastor I've ever seen in my life. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. She goes, I mean, you just play those drums and come on and preach, don't you? And I was like, yeah, and I changed my outfit too, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She thought I was playing those drums. Oh, yeah, and I take off my glasses. (laughs) I just come out, dude, and I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um... Oh, to be two brown men in a white community. <laughs> <laughs> no. Bible Heaven has two thumbs up from us. We love two the movie. Thumbs. Okay, give me your favorite scene right now. Favorite scene in the movie. It very well may be. I don't know why. When they're when he's in her him and her are dancing at the at that uh, mixer, he has this goofy friend who's just dancing and dancing by machine, himself. Dude, yeah. He is a dude, he is he's got some moves. 
it just makes me smile because I'm like, <laughs> I love, because I'll stop be alone in the house. I just start dancing, dude. Like, oh, you're a dancing fool. I'm a dancing fool, dude. I, I he, He's got some good moves, too. He does. That makes when me. When he falls and comes back, God, sweet. I can't do that. Hell no, man. I, I'll I, fall. I'm like, help, help, <laughs> help. So that scene I probably laugh the most is when that, that guy's just cutting a rug, dude. Uh, my favorite scene is Rick Moranis is the new boyfriend. He's hanging out at the house. First thing in the morning, drinking his coffee with his woman. Ex-hubby walks in. Like he owns the place. Rick Moranis snatches him up and throws him on his ass. Tells him, you come over here, you knock. And his woman's like, damn. Dude, she's impressed. Because he might be a nerd, but he's an FBI agent, bro. This dude ain't no punk. When he turns around to see her, that smile he gives is kind of like a, yeah, I know. It's like, I got you, baby. And it's a great smile when he goes and pays the band to play merengue. Oh, yeah. And he turns around slow. It's 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 a very confident, cool like, I know, baby. Like it's, no, it's another good one was when they are, they're in New York. They got their suits. They go to that club, and Steve Martin just ro- rocks up to those two girls and says, you know, tells them a lie about Rick Moranis. And the four of them are just, and he's like that scene. He just loosens him up. It tells teaches him how to let his guard down and have a good time. Next thing you know, he's out there dancing his butt off with this girl, dude. They're hot, stinking, trashy New York girls. I love it. <laughs> I like them a little, uh, you know, dirty. A little dirty. I'm like that. I'm like that country song. I like my women just a little on the trashy side. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> dude, I Dad, I know Dad ain't she cool. <laughs> so that's a cocktail wages with a dollar parting wig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do love country. Yes, you do. Dude. <laughs> so next uh, next month, it's December. I know we got to tell them how it ends. Oh, just watch the dude, Rick Moranis. Listen, the movie's great. Watch it. You should figure out. They watch it themselves, dude. I mean, okay. It's a ending. It's it's worth the watch. Yeah. Dude. If you've never seen My Blue Heaven, watch it. So next month is December, but instead of doing a Christmas movie, we're doing a mental health month of December because yes. we've been COVIDed because out. We're mental health. Well, I don't. I don't have any mental health. It's just. It's just. It's been like. You know what? We're just doing mental health month. Okay. Mental health will drive you mad. So, here's our movies for December. You can vote. Starting tonight, it's one flew over the cuckoo's nest versus the Fisher King. That's a good pick, dude. Those are they're gonna go head to head. Merlin, it's, it's Nicholson, Merlin versus Robin Williams. Merlin, please vote cuckoo. I want to do cuckoo. Fisher's great too, though. You're talking, yeah, you're talking Robin Williams and Bridges versus. Jack Nicholson, Christopher Lloyd, and Danny DeVito, dude. Holy. That's so bangers, bro. Dude, who's the girl in Fisher King that Robin falls for? Um, Shy girl. Who is that girl? Dude, it's been. Anyways, okay. You listen, to, you listen to our podcast on the iTunes, pod, the Apple Podcast Store, the Spotify Podcast, or Amazon Podcast. If you like the show, you can leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook.com. Com where we you know do little movie reviews every now and then, so you can see those are pretty fun. Um, there's a one sentence reviews we do. Yeah, I'm gonna, I got a bunch I got to put on there. Oh, you watch some movies when you're I'm healing. Some movies, dude. Yeah, I've never there's never been more things where I watch for 20 minutes and shut off in my life. You start a like, movie and jump out. If I'm not like 100 in when you're sick like that, I, I just oh can't, you gotta I can't jump out. Okay, let me give a quick shout out. Um, me and Ernesto got the same barber. His name's Zach. He's dude. in Flint. Cuts the best hair ever. Um, he gave me a suggestion. HBO Max. It's called The Outsider. It's a Stephen King. It's a miniseries. New, new Stephen King miniseries. Jason Bateman. 
Incredible. I've already watched three episodes since last night. I'm going to watch two more tonight before I go to bed. Amazing. Watch The Outsider if you have anything for HBO. All right. So, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Andonio. And we'll see you in a few weeks right here at the Red Room Theater. Be happy in mind.